Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. everyone. I'm Cheryl Butler, and you're listening to the Mighty Mommy's Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, which will help make your life as a parent a little bit easier and a lot more fun. Welcome. Today's episode is number 534, How to Encourage Safe Gaming with Your Child. Because with school now out, our kids have a lot more time to play their video games, and it's important for us as parents to keep ourselves in their cyber loop so everyone has fun and stays safe. I'm really excited about this episode because I have a special guest joining me who's an expert when it comes to gaming, and he also happens to be the audio producer of the Mighty Mommy podcast, so we are in for a real treat. You know, the world of gaming is fascinating. Now that summer break has arrived, our kids have a lot more free time on their hands, and they're looking to spend much of it hanging out with their friends. Gaming is a favorite pastime for today's kids. That means it's quite possible that many of your child's friendships were made online, and the time they spend socializing is done virtually while playing video games. Busy parents are looking for ways to keep screen time both safe and balanced, particularly during a longer stretch of unstructured time like the summer vacation. Today's guest can help. Dan Feyerabend is an audio producer for Quick and Dirty Tips and produces the Mighty Mommy podcast. In addition, he's a host for a podcast called PSVR Life, a podcast about virtual reality. Dan has a 13-year-old son and a 15-year-old daughter that he shares his passion for gaming with. So today, he's going to share ways that you can establish safe gaming protocols for your family. Dan, welcome. Hi, Cheryl. How's it going? Greetings and salutations. Yes, it's nice to uh, be on this side of a podcast with you instead of the uh, the opposite end when you're editing and doing everything behind the scenes. It's oh, yeah. great to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Okay, so summer vacation's here, and our kids are thrilled to be out of school and have lots more downtime. And as I said in the introduction, downtime many times equals screen time, and sometimes lots of it. So... Let's get started by learning about your interest and background with gaming. Can you tell us how you first got involved with gaming and where that has led you today? Yeah, I was practically born a gamer, born in 1975. Once I was old enough to have an Atari 2600 controller in my hand, I did. And uh, every quarter I could find on the ground or or scrounge up anywhere else was uh, headed towards a arcade machine. 
So I've always had a, a strong passion for it. Video gaming has been, uh, you know, my escape. You have a long day of school, long day of work, just a long day, whatever. It's a way to, to play, to interact and get some of that, you know, kind of achievement feeling, get the, uh, feel like you're accomplishing something or, or getting better in playing. Uh, never was a sports person so much physically active, but video games always been my thing. That's really interesting. I didn't know that about you. When you talk about having that time to yourself to just kind of unwind and, and chill out and you, you get in the zone, that's what most of us as parents are seeing when our kids are engaging in these games. And if we're not sure of, of what the games are that they're playing and what goes on in these games, because some of them could tend to have a little more violence, that type of thing. Let's start by talking about some of the parental control measures for the safety that, as parents, we can implement so that we can feel better about uh, what our kids are doing on the screen. Oh, sure, absolutely. The three major gaming consoles, the Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo, all have parental controls built into them now. And for the foreseeable future in the next iterations, they uh, should as well. The parental controls let you set passwords that won't let you play the video game until they're entered. Things that can limit the type of games they can play. For example, if they download a Mortal Kombat game, it will have a rating on there. And if you, you can set the controls that say this game can't be played with this password or, and unless you override it. So they have things that are restricted by the ESRB or Peggy ratings if you're listening in the UK. These controls can also restrict purchases, control the amount of time it can be played, screen time. And with the Nintendo, you can even turn it off with a uh, smartphone app. Bring up your phone. They're not listening. Hit that button. Turn it off. The Nintendo Switch app lets you put the uh, like a predetermined amount of time. Okay, I'm going to give you two hours for you to go and play some Splatoon 2 or whatever it is they want to. They get a pop-up on the screen that says... Uh, your time's almost up or your time's exceeded and your smartphone app can track that and see if they are, you know, engaging in that activity, turning it off when they're supposed to give you an alert. And, uh, if they're not, uh, you know, you can turn it right off there. So, uh, excellent. Yeah. The technology is, is, is great. It wasn't like when I was a kid with the, uh, you know, the Nintendo, when they said get off that Mario, they had to physically yell or <laughs> unplug it from the wall. Now parents can do it from the other room. That's really, really great. And for those of you listening, if you'd like to get the links that can help you learn more about that, you can go to the Mighty Mommy page, uh, which is quickanddirtytips.com slash mighty-mommy, and you can look for episode number 534, and we will have this, uh, this entire podcast will be outlined so that you can access uh, much of the information in writing. Well, let's move on to cyberbullying, Dan, because with what we just talked about, about the parental controls, which does offer us a little peace of mind, cyberbullying has really taken on a whole new role where it comes to kids getting bullied. The days of kids just being taunted and teased and even physically abused face-to-face have been taken to new heights online with cyberbullying. So there's a great site, stopbullying.gov, that has a lot of information about cyberbullying. And their definition is that cyberbullying is bullying that takes place over digital devices like cell phones and computers and tablets and iPads. It can also occur through SMS, text, and apps, 
or, of course, social media forums, or also gaming, where people can view, participate, or share content. So cyberbullying includes sending, posting, or sharing negative and harmful, false, or mean content about someone else. ConnectSafely.com adds that anonymity is more of a factor in cyberbullying than in traditional bullying because targets may believe that more people are witness to the abuse than actually are because how do you know if, if it's anonymous, which can compound the pain. And since online socializing can occur 24-7 at home or weekends or vacation, you can't have any safe haven from the hurt. So let's talk about your experience with cyberbullying and what do you do with your children to help them stay on top of this? Or I don't know if, if either of them have ever had a situation like this or you've come across it with uh, with any of your friends or people in the gaming industry that, that you uh, connect with. What would you uh, tell our listeners? Oh, sure. You know, interactions with other people online is, you know, most often positive and cordial. Everybody's there for the same reason. They want to compete and have fun. Just like, you know, any like uh, schoolyard games, you know, playing hoops outside, some some flag football. There's always winners and losers, and it's challenging not to have an, an emotional response either way. Sometimes video games are frustrating, outbursts are normal, but engaging in toxic behavior is not, you know. And it goes both ways. I, I think most people, when they think about cyberbullying, is they always perceive their child to be the victim. And what it's important is to listen in and, and, and see how your kids are interacting and make sure they're not the ones that are engaging in it. They may not think they are. They may think that, you know, what they have, what they're doing is simple trash talk, or they think they, you know, they, they may be venting their frustrations if their team isn't doing well. But you have to make sure and explain to them that these are real people on the other end that can have their feelings hurt that can have a, a negative response as well. I've had that, have that conversation with my son. I listened to him uh, while the, he was playing a game and he was being very bossy and very difficult, giving them, you know, the, the team a hard time. And I had to like stop, set him aside and say, Hey, uh, what you're doing is not an acceptable form of behavior. And then I've been on the side where, uh, my daughter and I will be playing an online game together and somebody will be cyber bullying her. And I'll have to, you know, kind of coach her on how to uh, handle these situations, but they've, They've both adjusted, you know, do you let your gamer kid know that strong language, particularly anything racist, homophobic, or otherwise derogatory, not acceptable, and will result in suspension of their privileges if it continues to occur. That's excellent advice. Thank you for that. Well, the next point that I was hoping we could talk about now that we're kind of transitioning right into many of these topics that, that connect Safely communicating with strangers. Cyberbullying is not the only worry when it comes to online gaming. It's every parent's nightmare that some of the people their child interacts with online may not be who they say they are. And I, I can relate to that. That was one of my biggest concerns. There is some great material online that I'd like to reference before we talk about some tips with you. Cyber Safe Kids, Cyber Savvy Teens, Helping Young People Learn to Use the Internet Safely and Responsibly by Nancy Willard is a wonderful resource for parents. And I have the link to this on the episode, which again is um, Mighty Mommy, episode number 534. And you can uh, click that link and, and get that information because there's a lot of good content there. 
But Dan, how do you deal with this with your kids or with yourself? Because adults, it's not just kids. Adults run into this as well, I would think. When you join into an online game, the majority of the time, if you're uh, playing matches, competitive matches, you're joining in with a, a random team. You may have your own squad, uh, somebody you meet up with on a regular basis. If you're joining competitive matches or, or quick play matches, oftentimes you'll just be matched up with random people. You never know who you're going to get. And oftentimes you'll, you'll make connections. You'll make positive connections. You'll make negative connections. Uh, you'll meet kids. You'll meet people from other countries. You'll meet, uh, you never know who it's going to be. Like I said previously, it's almost always a positive experience, but there is, you know, need for caution. Uh, some people there want to be friends after the match. You know, they want to add you to their friends list and uh, will be offended if you don't reciprocate, if you don't join in with them. But it's absolutely okay to not, uh, you know, friend somebody after a match. And I think it's important a lot of times just to communicate to kids the perils of having longer term friendships with adults online. Adults, you know, they have money, they have resources. If they find somebody that they want to, maybe, I I don't want to use the word prey on, but, you know, somebody that the kid that they want to make a a deeper connection with, they have resources uh, to to do that with. You know, they'll, they may ask for your phone number, your email address, your physical address. And these are, you know, basic things to, to tell your kids to be aware of, but it can go even deeper in that. They can uh, want to give you uh, rewards. They can give you like game codes for uh, add-ons to the game or loot boxes. They can even go so far as like, hey, give me your email address. I have this cash card that I got, this gift card that I got that I don't need. I'll give it to you. I, I just want to reward you. And these are the kind of things that that build up trust. After, you know, one or two rewards or prizes, that's when the kid feels, hey, I can trust this person. It's okay. They They give me stuff. They even seek out these adults there. And there are situations where that can definitely go south. You know, just communicate to the kids that this is not uh, a positive relationship. You don't want your kids having relationships with them. And this is how they work. You know, never under any circumstance, you know, accept rewards from somebody uh, or even accept like, you know, a friend request from an adult without having a uh, adult approve of that kind of thing. That was what I was just going to ask you. Do you do you ask your kids to share that with you so that you can get involved? And if it was something that was not um, legitimate, then you would be able to, uh, to you know, guide them from there. Sure. The interactions that I've uh, kind of eavesdropped on my kids, you know, it's almost always, you know, uh, uh, groups of their peers and friends. Uh, my daughter ends up on chat things like Discord, which is a uh, a way for gamers, kids to socialize uh, while playing video games or find other people to play video games with. And I've heard her have conversations that, you know, in the terms of, oh, I wish you lived closer. And I have to kind of, uh, I had to explain to her afterwards, you know, don't try and pull these relationships into places they don't go. Uh, particularly if somebody else has the same kind of thing, you know, you don't want necessarily to meet these people. These are Strangers, as it were, and uh, to learn how to keep those boundaries of people they meet online. Wow, that is great stuff, Dan. Thank you. Well, going right into our next topic, when you had mentioned earlier in the episode that um, sometimes screen time can just be hours upon hours upon hours, mm-hmm. and and that's a concern not just with gaming, but you know, on 
kids texting and, and just always on their uh, social media platforms, sure. on their phones or um, on their computers. So Quick and Dirty Tips host, the Everyday Einstein, just recently did a podcast called Is Screen Time Good for Kids? And in that episode, she has a detailed list recommended by the American Academy of Pediatrics for what they recommend for how much screen time is appropriate for your kids and how it would fit into your family's needs. So that might be one of the keys, um, your family's needs. So let's go from there and talk about, do you have some guidelines for how how much time you let your kids do their gaming? Do you have any for yourself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. So like we were talking about earlier, when it comes down to screen time, you can control that. All of these devices you can control. Not all parents are going are going to be tech-savvy enough to do that themselves. So a lot of times it's just good to set ground rules. You know, communicate uh, when the gaming time is going to be over. Communicate, you know, hey, if you're playing, it's time to take a break. It's time for dinner. It's time to take a shower. It's time to, uh, you know, uh, finish up that book report or whatever it was it was doing. And it can be challenging when you present that, you know, hey, time to stop. You know, go do your thing. Especially when they're like, no, just one more. Just let me finish this up. Let me do my thing. I think it's important to, if you are permitting your kids to play these games online, competitive games, other kind of things, it can be difficult to leave in the middle of a match, middle of a game. You know, it could be, you know, their team may lose because they won't have somebody to fill in. Your child may be, you know, temporarily suspended from being able to play again. Uh, and it may affect their ranking, which can make a difference to kids if they're very competitive with it. So if you allow your kid to play these uh, games online, set the rules, uh, let them know it's time to stop and uh, communicate that. If you tell them it's time to stop right away, even if it does impact it, that they will be compliant. Uh, but if you can hold out, just let them finish their thing let them complete what's going on. And, you know, usually it doesn't take more than, than 10 minutes to let them finish up. And it will be a more positive experience in the end than if you invoke that emotional response of stop right now, I'm turning this off, you're grounded, or, or things like that. Have a communication with that afterwards. An example for me, when there was a time when my daughter was playing some Overwatch on the PlayStation, and it was dinner time. She started a match uh, that you know, was, was almost right before dinner was there. She was five minutes in dinner was being served. It's time to eat dinner. She's like, can I please finish this match? It's important. And I'm like, fine, go ahead. And we had our dinner. We, every, you know, my son, my wife and I sat down, ate dinner. Well, her dinner sat there and got cold. She finished up her match, came down and she was remorseful. She's like, I should have just quit the game and ate my dinner warm. And, you know, now <laughs> she's more aware in the future to not do that. She's like, hey, is dinner going to be soon? Yes. Okay, then I won't start a game. So it's all about communication. It's all about really uh, making sure that you have those clear lines and that, you know, your kids playing online is not a combative situation. You know, get off that machine. Come eat, you know, do those kind of things. Uh, <laughs> if, if you're going to do it, have that that little bit of the, the, the contract with you and your kid that, um, you know. They'll comply, and you'll be understanding. Pick your battles. Absolutely. Dan, thanks so much for joining me today. 
Gaming really is interesting, and I think the Mighty Mommy listeners, as well as myself, have learned a lot today just from chatting with you and and your expertise and your tips, especially because you have teenage kids that are gamers as well. So that really uh, speaks volumes, and uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Cheryl. Have a great day. How do you encourage safe gaming in your home? Please share your thoughts in the comments section at quickanddirtytips.com slash mighty-mommy. Or you can post your ideas on the Mighty Mommy Facebook page. And you can also reach me by email at mommy at quickanddirtytips.com. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan-favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.